Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey, if you said something in the air today, it's not the smog, Los Angeles. It's the first day of spring, the spring equinox, which of course means... What did he say? This is the end of said the it's the first day of spring. Shit. Open season on the LA freeway. Where is it? Look in the glove compartment. Is it loaded? Uh, it's loaded. Hurry, hurry. Get over. What's the matter? Old ones. Boots go bad. No, no, it's not like milk. They don't have expiration date or anything. Hurry. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I certainly got some revenge. Yeah, you did some damage. Uh, it was it was right. a weird feeling, like it was a full on Matrixy type thing. Interesting. All like right. you know, you know where he gets the sense that wait a minute, I can just do this with my mind. It was that sort of thing. Where I was like, well, no more running around. I'm just gonna like fly around, and I'm gonna you know pull pull down buildings, and yeah, here we go. Woo! There is no spoon, Mister Stewart. Mm. Yeah. Oh well. Um, all right. Well, so you're uh, you're not. Well, you are and you aren't sleeping. Uh, are you packed? Are you ready to go? Are you... Uh, I, because oh as people God, are listening no. to this, like, they're probably listening oh. to this on the airplane on their way to Los Angeles if they're coming. Okay, if you're listening to this uh, when it drops on Monday, I'm probably mostly packed. At okay. Point. But as of now, recording, you are oh, not no. packed. Okay. No, no. I, I, I'm organizing. Leave me alone. All right, that's fine. I, I saw Yes <laughs> Have Some is packed. Um, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. Although I think they're getting here a full like week, week and a half. Before. Yeah, they're coming early. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are actually. I know uh, are coming down, taking advantage of a, of the a little extra time. Yeah, you might as well. I mean, especially because it's the the weekend. You know, f- flying out for a weekend ends up being just as expensive as staying for four or five days. So why why not why not make a, a little little vacation yeah. out of it yeah you, you may as well um as we talked about before i've been down several times and will be down several times again so my um need to uh i think the next time i come down for any real extended period of time will probably be when i come down and bring the, the family so we'll go to disneyland or something like that yeah, that, like that, that'll be the vacation. one where yeah yeah book a week or so um but this time nope uh, I know I'm going to uh, the New Beverly to see uh, the, the original Freaky Friday for the Sunday matinee. <laughs> All right, the kid. I mean, it is usually like the family-friendly uh, matinee, so Freaky Friday. It is, makes yeah, sense. They, yeah, it took them a long time, but they finally posted the the sat the not the Saturday night. Saturday night is Inglorious Bastards. Oh man, that would <laughs> which be awesome. would be kind of cool, but I mean, it's newer. I've seen it and all that. What I like about the New Beverly is when they run old movies I haven't seen. And I never saw Freaky Friday in um, theaters, and I think the only time I ever saw it was the Wild World of Wide World of No Wide World of Disney, Sports. Yeah, the Did, Wonderful World of Disney. Wonderful. That yeah. That's a, yeah. I was like, I was like, Wild the Wild World. Isn't the right? Isn't the right Disney. adjective? 
the, the Wonderful World of Disney ran, you know, obviously some sort of chopped up for a television version of it. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go check that out. Sunday night is some um, I can't remember the name of it. It's a foreign film and a, an old Steve Buscemi, like one of his early indie uh, breakout kind of movies, sort of thing. But uh, uh, interesting. I don't know. Well, they were both uh, they were both kind of heavier dramas. I I kind <laughs> uh, of suck when I go to the theaters. I don't, <laughs> I don't always want drama. I kind of prefer. Cowboys and robots. Yeah. Wee! That's Calgon. Take me away. Yeah, I'm, I'm just shallow like that. But I know what I'm doing with my matinee, so that's good. And oh, that's then good. Um, I think some uh, dinners are getting lined up. Uh, uh, well, you mean, you mean not the, the official, unofficial, official, unofficial after party? I don't know oh, what the- to make of that, <laughs> man. That was weird. I- you know what? I am very uh, impressed to discover that somebody put two and two together. That the globe is not that far away from where they shot the um, the digging up the street scene in oh, Ghostbusters too. I, I just saw that right before we were recording that somebody did the the walking map and it's like a four minute walk. Like it's yeah, I uh, had a couple a, blocks had, away. Although we will say that's not exactly the greatest part of town to be wandering I, around at also night. Also true. Yeah, if you're going there after the screening on Friday night, uh, Ooh, go on mass perhaps. It's not it's not as bad as it used to be, but yeah, I mean, yeah, be careful. Let's be honest. Downtown LA, downtown LA after dark is it's got its rough edges. So um, yeah, I mean, luckily where uh, the Globe, where the Globe Theater is, is is in an up and coming area where they've really built it out, and there's restaurants and there's bar. There's stuff that's open really late down there. So okay, chances so it's are probably not too bad. It's not it's not too bad, but you know, uh, walk two blocks. It's it's like New York City. You walk two blocks one direction and. You know, all of the 80s punk rock dudes with the purple uh, 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 mohawks come out of the out of the shadows with yeah. their nunchucks kind of thing. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess that's something we'll dig into. That is confirmed that it's at the Globe. And that is, that's a haul. Given that everybody picked their hotels uh, around uh, Culver City for the most part. Yeah. Wee. So, I mean, I've, I've been trying to figure out, you know, um, and, and I mean, I know we're not technically into our news and this will probably be the only fan fest stuff. Cause again, as you're listening to this, like it's too late, we're already there. Well, um, but I mean, no, there's uh, a couple of things that I don't mind bursting out, uh, just because the more people hear about it. like there's stuff about the class three I found out about. So that's, you know, well, that's good. All right. Well, so let's, I mean, it's, uh, well, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's slip into news mode because that's basically all that all we're right. going to talk. This week we're going to be talking about, uh, some, some, uh, Chris Hemsworth comments and, uh, a few other things, but mainly we're going to talk about that reels special, uh, yeah. that, that aired this, this weekend. And again, a lot of people are probably not going to be able to see it because they're getting ready for, uh, for fan fest. But, um, so yeah, let's, let's slip into news mode and then we can, we can talk about, uh, we can talk about some other stuff. So here we go with the news. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. Um... So yeah, I, 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 the globe theater thing. So uh, this yeah. is, I, I did point out like last week you could hear me real time on the air, realize like, Oh my God, I'm not going to be able to get to the screening on time because it's <laughs> Friday night downtown. And I've got a meeting that goes until 6 PM. And I was like, Oh, it'll be fine. I'm just going to jaunt over to the Sony lot. It's like a five, 10 minute drive from my office. 
Uh, right. No, 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 no. The Globe Theater. Now, the good news is the Globe Theater is kind of in an area where if you wanted to take the train, uh, which I know a lot of people have been talking about doing, um, y- you can take, there's a couple of lines that run up that way. So if you're in Culver City, you can hop on uh, the Expo line and uh, uh, make make a couple exchanges uh, onto the blue line, which is the, I think the, the line that runs there right next to, um, to the, to the downtown area. Cause like seventh, like Figaro and seventh, like that, that's an upcoming area. There's, there's a lot of like cool places around there. Um, and so that is an option again, it's Friday night. So everything is going to be totally packed. Um, yeah. and unfortunately it's not like New York city where you can hop on the train and, uh, make your transition at a, at union station or whatever. It's, it takes a while. <laughs> it might take just as long as driving there. Yeah. To be completely and I honest. can only imagine that, uh, Lyft and Uber are probably in high demand at that point. Surge too. pricing. Cause it's Friday night. It's peak yeah. rush hour. So, um, I mean, here, here's the other thing that's kind of interesting about the globe theater that I didn't think about us uh, talking about last week is it's primarily a music venue now. Like this is the type of place where they have concerts and it's uh, like a general right. admission. I think when I looked it up, it was like an 800 seater uh, with a max capacity of like 750 or 800 people. Um, so, so it seems like it's going to be not, it's not like a sit down in the movie theater environment in seats and watch a movie kind of thing. Objection, your honor. Already. Okay. I have questions if it's a max of like 750 people, because that means they're going to be turning people away. Uh, or they aren't expecting everybody that's coming. Like if, if, cause we've now heard that it's 2000 people is the cap on Saturday. Yeah. So maybe they're not expecting all 2000 of those general admission folks. Uh, all right. So have it. Yeah. And that's still 300 people that are on the chop. Plus yeah. add back in the fact that they were selling the tickets separate to the public, right? You could just, you could just go, go to, to the, the screening movie. for whatever that was 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, maybe that's why there was a venue change. I don't know. Maybe they they wanted to kind of minimize well, and 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 make it a little more intimate or something. Or I'm I'm not entirely. Maybe they were banking on people like myself that are like well, Friday night getting downtown by whatever time it's going to be because yeah, it, it's still probably going to be like six or seven o'clock. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, well. I really wish that I, as you guys are listening to this, I'm hoping that everybody has a programming schedule in hand. Yes. Um, because, because if not, uh, I, my OCD can't handle, it. I got to plan this thing <laughs> out, man. I got to map out my day. Um, it's but, fun watching the yes, have some podcast, um, watch their heads slowly spin as they sit around, not able to plan and, uh, for this and, thing and too. poking and prodding every time they have somebody from wizard world on the show, it's like, so is there anything about the schedule that you can share? And they say, well, from, uh, I think the most recent one was, uh, well, uh, Saturday is going to be running 12 noon to 8 p.m. And I was like, isn't that yeah. completely the opposite of what she said on the last one where it was going to be running from 10 yeah. to... Well, they were saying 10 to 10 before, and then, yeah, they shorted it up. It's an eight-hour uh, thing. Um, they did clarify that, as she puts it, the the key panels... yeah. They will not be overlapping with anything. They'll uh, they they will be just them later in the day. The uh, but the 
certain others like the the lesser panels i don't know how to describe it or whatever they will be running concurrently with other ones so you you will have to do some some yeah. picking and choosing so if you want to go to like the props tutorial workshop or one of those uh, panels um yeah. they're, they're not necessarily the big marquee hall h panels uh so those are those are the kind of things that are going to be the like um, your choose your own adventure if you want to go uh, <laughs> pick whatever the circuit is for toys or pick whatever the prop circuit is or you'll probably have to make those those hard decisions. Yeah. Again, it would be nice to have the programming schedule so that we could make those hard decisions. But well, <sighs> hey, it's it's running very much in in theme with everything else. <laughs> The plan is that we have no plan, ladies and gentlemen. The plan that we um, have no. Uh, well, the funny part is, uh, I had to laugh. I was listening to the the interview uh, with the rep on the F Have Some podcast, and I forget they were talking about, but she made some some reference about uh, uh, not being stressed and living in the moment, and she was meaning it outside. Uh, like she was talking about them and, and the podcast, yeah. but I was like, that's also like basically the philosophy that this, this event is running on. <laughs> Don't stress. Just live in the moment. Can also, I have a schedule? Just can, live in the moment. She's, I think she's, she's a producer. That's like the most unproducerly thing that you want to hear. Some like us, mm. uh, if you're, if you're a good producer, you are like a micromanager and you want to control the entire world because you know that everything is going to yeah. go wrong. So, um, I don't know. I will tell anyway. you this. This is, it's, as we always talked about, this thing is a unique animal. It's a bit of a unicorn. It's the first time at the gate and kind of reading between the lines, man, the, they are still hustling to like, you know, get answers out of people that they've been talking to for weeks, if not months to get answers about whether they'll be there. And, uh, it'll, uh, it'll all come together at zero hour. Yeah. And again, uh, by the time that you're listening to this, uh, I'm sure that everything will start as, as many productions do, will start falling uh, into place and it will all come together and it's going to be yeah. awesome and amazing. And we're all going to have a great time. When you hear the next show, we're going to be doing uh, a recap on our time and, um, and, and we'll probably be doing some stuff, you know, on social media, um, as, as we've alluded to, you know, tune into our, our Instagram and our Facebook and our Twitter pages, because we'll, be posting photos and videos and we're not we're not going jason hughes style where we're gonna nope. live stream with a body cam the entire time but um you know we'll we'll, we'll put some some choice <clears throat> stuff up there as, as there. much as we can um and then i look forward to uh to next week when we we talk about it in past tense which i can't believe is <laughs> actually gonna happen but uh but before chris I, I you did mention that you had some clarification on like class three and some of the class package stuff what yes. uh what's that info well the, it's it appears now that all class tickets will get a photo op with the reitmans oh okay that's cool yes uh and i first heard about that i thought it was just a class three thing because they have confirmed that frank welker had a scheduling conflict Aha. Okay. So that's uh, solidified, confirmed. Okay. Yeah. I found a website where they list celebrities that, and what cons they're at. And he's not listed for a con for that period. So what I'm thinking is, uh, it sounds very much like uh, working. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think the scheduling conflict is that somebody said, would you like to do your job for huge sums of money <laughs> or be mobbed by fanboys for, for some money? scale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, that, and that raised a lot of questions with people because that meant that by any definition, class three, the real Ghostbusters, uh, thing that was just two of the voice actors, which 
you know, uh, th- that's awesome, but that's also not really on par with yeah. what people paid for Which the thing. Which is what you had said last week uh, on the show, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, <laughs> I almost immediately emailed them saying, what up? Uh, and then the, the, the our, our episode dropped. A couple other people that had class threes emailed them as well. And then I was already getting replies from the from from Wizard World. And then people following up. I emailed them. And this is what I got back. I was like, Yeah, I know. We're all hearing the same thing, which amounted to <laughs> they were going to check on it and find out. And she they the rep uh, thought they had some stuff they were working on, but they didn't have details. And, uh. and anyways, I'm on the. I get in my car, and 15 minutes later, all those people are pinging me going, look at this. And I'm like, I'm in a car. That is a smartphone on a dashboard. What is that? What is that? I get to a red light. I have a quick look and and all that. And yeah, it literally, the emails all went out. Mine was sitting there just after I got in the car. I'll word it slightly differently. Like, it was a very personal touch. They didn't send out a, they were responding to everybody individually, which I was very impressed with. But it also meant there were slight variations on each email. So... In one, they mentioned that uh, uh, Jason might not be doing autographs. It sounded like he wouldn't be doing uh, autographs on the floor, like uh, pay on the day or whatever. But that he could change his mind. I don't think he's going to. But yeah, uh, he's the he's a busy dude. He's in pre-production on a big movie. He's not <laughs> going to sit around. He'll, yeah. he'll show up for the couple of hours window it takes to get all these photo stuff through, and then talk at a panel or two, and then yeah, he's going to be gone. Uh, but that said, they basically said anybody with a class three gets that that photo op. And I'm liking that one, to be honest. I'm thinking about, I'm like, a picture with me with the Brightmans, like the two generations that directed a Ghostbusters movie. I'm in. Okay, not bad. And then they said that they're adding extreme Ghostbusters. It's no longer real, uh, the real Ghostbusters package. It's the, well, for all intents and purposes, the animated uh, uh, package. They don't have details on what that means. We can all read between the lines. There's going to be, you know, voice actors from extreme Ghostbusters there. Who that is, we don't know. Um, yeah, probably the the LA locals, so that would be like Tara Strong, Jason Marsden, Jason Marsden. Uh, I think Billy West is LA local. Billy, uh, yeah, Alfonso Rivero is definitely LA. It's local. definitely LA local. Yeah. It's a good list. Like if any one of those were added, none of them are Frank Welker. Love their work, not a Frank Welker. But yeah. I, with that in the photo op, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Yeah, uh, that's I, mean, good. I, I kind of figured that they would find <laughs> some some way to either shuffle and make amends or compensate in a different way or yeah that's, i'll be that's honest cool. i had not considered it like my brain was just like what like i honestly just thought they, there was no uh there was no solution to this uh and that i would have to try to find some way to like you know alter my ticket down so i could then you know uh do more pay on the day stuff yeah and no it turns out i had not considered extreme ghostbusters Although now it's just added to my stress because I got to figure out what extreme Ghostbusters thing I got to take down to get signed now. <laughs> this is the conundrum. This is yeah. Um, well, I am not. I am not lugging down my Trendmasters action figures. That no, is just, no, no. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. it yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the hardest thing is all of these people that I know want to plan everything out. Like, I want to get this poster signed. I want to get this uh, toy signed or even people that have the yeah. the plaques that they want to add to their proton packs. But you know, it's hard to plan those things if you don't know all the details. So Actually, what I want is I want to bring my bootleg Extreme Ghostbusters DVD set. <laughs> Have them all sign it, and then in the photo, be holding it while glaring at Eric Reich, just just at the edge of the frame. 
Oh, you know, if Eric had that that control, he would do it. Yeah. But it's funny. Don't step on my it's don't step funny. on my dreams. All right. All right, um, do it. But yes. Um I think I might get uh like a photo autograph with uh, Richard Edland. That I, I mean that about. that's one that I'm really cuz he's kind of he's a tough one to pin down now. Like he Yeah. Uh, Richard is he's consulting on a lot of stuff and and uh but you know, I think he's enjoying uh you know time time to himself he he worked all of those crazy hours on ilm projects and stuff you know let the let the man rest um well not not only that i have that fantastic japanese laser disc that is a real good thing to get signed right he's he's on the cover of it that's actually a great idea i might have to dig that out of storage just for that's a great idea that's a really good idea and it's 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 all kind of 80s you know, design with a lot of white space. So it's really good to get a, yeah. get a, yeah. get a. <laughs> to Chris, thanks for not trying to hug me, Richard Edland. Um, <laughs> you really are warm. Um. <laughs> I run, I, I, yeah, I run two degrees hot. I am a medical miracle. <laughs> everybody, everybody that hugs Chris, here's what I want to do. I want to have a contest and I want you to guess his degree in Celsius, uh, in a true form to metric for his sake. And, uh, the person who gets closest to his usual running body temperature will get some sort of a prize. In case of discrepancy between the ear <laughs> thermometer and the oral thermometer, we will go to the rectal thermometer for the, <laughs> okay. The, Disqualified. <laughs> Disqualified. Um, but that's that's uh, so that's what that came together. Uh, so we know where the Friday movie is. We know where the the party is that night. Like there'll be a cocktail party afterwards. They haven't said where, but that place is filled with a lot of different clubs and all that. Like I know when E three is in town, all those clubs get bought up for for different company parties and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess the nice thing about the globe theater Friday night is probably that that venue also could act as the cocktail party because I think oh, it's, that's true. You know, there it's, we go. it's, it's set up for concerts where they've probably got like cocktail tables and a bar and, uh, all right. okay, um, that's good. So, I mean, the bummer is it's not <clears> what, what I was hoping for was we're going to get to watch ghostbusters on the big screen in a like Dolby Atmos, uh, calibrated yeah. theater on the Sony lot or something. And that's what I was like, Oh my God, I'm so excited for, Whatever then uh, this is this is now sort of turned into something different, which which is okay. Um, yeah. And and it's kind of making me feel better if I don't end up making it. Uh, it's like, well, I would have loved to have, sh- you know, shake shake are a you, few hands and and uh, clink a few well, glasses. But are you gonna are you gonna skip it or are you no, gonna I'm, at least I'm try, still gonna try to make party. it? It's just I need to know yeah. what time it is to get you know get down well, there. But yeah, but you can skip the be late for the movie, come for the party. Um, I, but I, I yeah, I guess it's good that I've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Uh, then uh, people will, in theory, be finding out shortly what time to show up at the studio for the breakfast thing. Uh, I'm guessing to, if they're starting at if they're starting at noon, I'm saying yeah, ten, two like hours. Ten before. or eleven would be my guess. Yeah, eleven's a bit too crunch. Ten is my feeling is that they'll do it at ten, and if everything they think they wanted, like if they can glad hand everybody and ask what muffin they're eating in, in, in the hour, then fine. You guys are just, you're in and they'll wander off and you're on your own for an hour. And then the party, be, you know, starts in the, you know, in the rest of the lot and all that. Um, they also added in some names to, uh, wizard world, the wizard world event. 
got some uh, names added to it. Oh, I interesting. Turn. I didn't see that. Uh, but what I found most interesting was <laughs> in an interesting overlook, uh, they happened to book two voice actors who are, one was on Real Ghostbusters and Extreme Ghostbusters, and the other was on Real Ghostbusters. Uh, Charlie Adler uh, and Townsend Coleman are both, uh, they did uh, a variety of voices for uh, both for real Ghostbusters. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I should have made notes. That should be, we need a t-shirt that says I should have made notes. Uh, actually, I think it's less go uh, real Ghostbusters and more Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. One of them is actually the voice of the uh, restaurant owner from Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. I oh, can't remember which Luigi? one. Luigi? Yeah, uh, no, not, uh, not not Luigi, not Luigi. Uh, Raf Raphael. Oh, Raphael, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and actually listed as Elizabeth, so I think he's... It, uh, the one thing Frank Welker didn't do is somebody else does the, the yappy voice of uh, Elizabeth. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's... A, it's, it's it, let's put it that way. It's enough that I'm, I'm surprised. Like, if somebody had, you know, did... Because the thing was, is Slimer and the Real Ghostbusters was how do i put it in cartoons do you call it an ensemble cast it's not like ghost real ghostbusters where you got new characters and and all that showing up all the time slimer and the real ghostbusters was the same stories carried out over and over and over again amongst yeah. a half dozen to a dozen characters like you know Raphael and um the professor and elizabeth and all that sort of thing so to have a guy that did a two or three voices in slimer and the real ghostbusters Come on! Yeah, well, and the nice thing, too, is I guess if you've got eight hours on Saturday, so if, if yeah. you do have the chance, I mean, it's not too far to walk to no. get to where the, the Wizard World LA stuff is going to be happening in that same parking lot. Uh, yes. Um, I think it's off of the Madison Gate, you know, over by the, the Rainbow. Um, and that said... Frank Welker's gone. I demand more voice actors. Yeah, but I mean, the good news is they're um, adding these kind of journeymen uh, voice actors yes. who have done a ton of stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, I, again, having having the program schedule would help immensely. But because <laughs> I, I, I still feel like uh, I'm not going to have time to even go over there because I'm going to be too entranced in all the Ghostbusters stuff. But um, what, but what maybe that won't be the case. I am so concerned about how much information is going to drop in the last week. And we won't be talking about it because this is it. This is the podcast before we head down, right? So yeah, there's there's not uh, there, there's no t <laughs> there's no time for emergency podcasting. We're going to be there. We're going to be right in the thick of it. There. So so there'll be stuff coming up. It's a good time to tell people then that if you're not, I think most everybody is, but if you're not following us on social media, this is a real good week to drop in uh, twitter.com slash proton charging, twitter.com slash crossrip, twitter.com slash ghostbusters hq. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, follow, or I'll, I'll do, you know what I'll do is I'll, I'll continue updating the, the cross rip, uh, fronts. Um, and, and instead yeah. of, you know, that way it's, you know, you can update proton charging and, uh, and you and I can both work on the cross rip. Yeah. And Ghostbusters HQ, she's, she's an old girl. She's okay. <laughs> Just leave, leave her out in the pasture. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so follow us yeah. on social media and, and, uh, until then courage, because <laughs> well, what else are we going to do? The number one message we will share on social media guaranteed is the schedule is out. Here's where you find it. <laughs> You'll get it now. There is some bad red rope licorice circulating <laughs> through the lot. I repeat, avoid the red rope licorice. Uh, 
All right. Well, so let's do this, Chris. We have yep. like there were a couple things on the rundown. They're very quick news items. I feel sure. like we can because I want to get to the reels thing. I want to give us enough time to talk about that. So yep. um, uh, Planet Coaster, we didn't talk about that last week. It was uh, an oversight on our, our on my part because it was on the rundown and I forgot to, to bring it up. But um, so there's downloadable content for Planet Coaster, which is the theme park builder. Have you have you pulled it down yet, Chris? Have you played with it at all? Uh, let me encapsulate this. It's a great looking game. Uh, it is kind of a step up from Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Uh, in that, whereas Roller Coaster Tycoon was in the, the isometric, uh, view, like of a simulation game, this one takes you into like, you know, a full 3D environment. Uh, it's it's much more immersive. It's much more uh, detailed, uh, but similar in many other ways. You're building up your you know your your own personal, my own personal Disneyland, starring yeah. Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> I would you pay make, to see that movie. I yeah. would pay to see that movie. So you play, you level up, you unlock rides and attractions and all that, and you build up your, your you know your your park. Uh, I'm not super familiar. I didn't play a lot of Roller Coaster Tycoon. I seem to recall that at some point, if not from the very beginning, uh, whereas there were locked attractions, you could design coasters as well. And this one is no exception. You, uh, as, uh, you, yeah, you, but it's, it's very involved. Let's put it that way. Uh, not to mention that you can actually ride it. Like you take the point of view and you ride your coaster and, uh, there's all the other bells and whistles you'd come to expect from games these days, so you can like share your parks and all and designs with people online and all that. Um, it is on Steam and probably on other places, but Steam uh, for forty five dollars US. Uh, it's a substantial game, uh, uh, sixty bucks Canadian. Uh, the reason why I said I kind of wanted to break it down, I have not downloaded it yet because they haven't announced when the DLC is coming out yet. Oh, I'm it's assuming. not out. Oh, it's okay. not out yet. Got it. So they're just teasing that it's being, it's, it's teasing on the that way. it's coming. Okay. And more importantly, steam summer sales coming up. It's uh, we're heading into June and usually June, July, somewhere they have their summer sale. Uh, not that I don't think the developers uh, deserve it, but being <laughs> that I'm heading <laughs> to fan fest and have spent a bunch of money i'm gonna wait for that <laughs> sale to drop uh and then i'm you know it'll i don't know be at least at least 25 percent off i'll save a few yeah. bucks there which i will then immediately turn around and convert into the ghostbusters dlc they have uh, several other dlc packs including a halloween pack oh, so I might, cool. I might get that one too it's really cool i recommend people go to steam uh and look at or go on youtube and search for it and look at the the videos they put together the trailers uh, it's, it's really cool. Like the Halloween one, all of a sudden the people attending the park, it's nighttime and, you know, the moms are wandering around with uh, witches caps on and the kids are putting on masks and all this. Like oh, it's that's cool. If you like, if you like little TikTok worlds and, and I, I say this as a, a, you know, an old school, uh, Caesar slash, uh, Pharaoh player. I love little simulated TikTok worlds. So I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there'll be the Halloween one. And then. To jump into the meat of it, uh, they are putting out a DLC in conjunction with Ghost Core, specific to Ghostbusters, and sort of like the uh, the zombie one that we um, uh, run the dead. Is it run the dead? Mm, was it like into the dead? I into think the called? dead. Yeah. Run the dead. What am I thinking? Left of? for a ba- dead. There's into a band the dead. called Run. Oh, Run the Jewels. Dead Day of the Dead. 
If I ever start a band, I'm going to call it Run the Dead because uh, that sounds really great. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, just like that game, which kind of had its own loose narrative, like it's all from the first person of you running around and every once in a while you get to the end of a run and they you just hear radio chatter and all this sort of thing. They went above and beyond and programmed in cutscene stuff and you could watch the other Ghostbusters run with you. Like they actually made a scenario thing out of it. They're doing the same thing here. You're going to get to see Ray. Uh, Ray's going to, uh, I think it's just Ray, <laughs> but for some reason, but it's Walter, Dan Aykroyd's voice though, right? Like they've, they've Dan actually Aykroyd gotten is Dan 100% going to be yeah. doing it. Uh, he's going to roll in with the Ecto and somehow Walter Peck is involved because William Atherton's doing the voice there. Ah, so cool. I didn't know my, that part yeah. of it. Okay. So my assumption is it'll be vaguely like it's on the outskirts of New York and you know, the EPA is there. Uh, chomping at the bit that something's up with the park that you're trying to put together. And yeah, the Ghostbusters are called in to clear the park out of Go- oh, that's cool. I have n- no details, but just from the, the trailers they put together, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in. I'm- <laughs> I, I mean, I'm glad, yeah, because you, you had sent me a text like, uh, Planet Coaster's got DLC. And I think my response was, <laughs> what? what the hell? <laughs> Who? What? What is a planet? Like, Pla- planet what now? Pla- uh, uh, planet Hollywood? Those still exist? <laughs> Um, but, uh, so yeah, so, okay, we'll, we'll try to get more information on that. And yeah. is there, so there's not a release date on it. It doesn't sound like they're, nope. I'm guessing like Halloween or something probably around thereabouts, but well, teasers out. And usually if I had to guess, well, I mean, some of these things happen real quick. Um, it could quite possibly be that we find out that it's timed around sometime in June and fan fest and, you know, Ghostbusters day and all that, because Lord knows, um, you know, that's what happened with Ghostbusters uh, World and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and judging by the trailer, they, they, they seem pretty confident. So it could be, it's the usual. Summers between Ghostbusters Day and Halloween <laughs> is a real prime time to drop your Ghostbusters <laughs> item. And we'll we'll gladly pay for all of these things. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So, so one more quick news item uh, before we talk about the reels uh, behind closed doors. Um, Variety was talking with Chris Hemsworth, who's out doing some press for Men in Black International. Um, of course, Ghostbusters, be- because of that uh, Ackroyd adjacent, that Ghostbusters DNA uh, gets asked about uh, Ghostbusters. Yep. And uh, Variety ran with this article saying that he almost quit Paul Feig's Ghostbusters as so much as their headline said, which that's, I think, as far as some people may have read. But we won't get into that. Um, and I thought it was actually really interesting because he was being we kind of knew that he was hesitant about um, uh, the improv and having to be able to ad lib on set. And he's more of a, a classically yeah. trained actor who needs the, the written word on the page. And so if you, if you clicked past the headline, which I think was variety's intention, but again, we won't talk about that. Um, it, it really like he went to his agent, Brian Lord, and he said, look, if they don't rewrite this script with more stuff for me to do and to be funny, I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think I have the comedic chops for this. Like I can't keep up with these actors, uh, based with, based on what's written on the page. And then when he got a script rewrite and he saw that none of Kevin's lines had changed, that's when he thought I got to back out of this. Like, I don't think I can, I don't think I can do this. He was questioning it in himself right up. Well, as the article puts it till the night before. Um, but the solution came from, his agent arranging uh, a sit down with uh, Paul Feig, who basically 
explain that they'll, there's a lot more, but it's just not on the page. And, and everybody's quite aware that a lot of Ghostbusters grew out of uh, improv takes and stuff like that. Yeah, so Yeah. And I think, I think so. Some people took this as Chris Hemsworth felt like he didn't have enough to do in the movie, which I think that was just his his wording in the quotation when they had him say, um, uh, "Well, actually, it's it's in the way that Variety worded it." Who said that his yeah. agent Brian Lord set up a last minute meeting with Feig, who assured Hemsworth that there would be a lot to do through improvisation. I was really scared walking onto that set. Hemsworth says, "I had no real plan, so I was just feeding off of them, and I just felt ridiculous, so I used." that um so so some people thought like well chris hemsworth big actor he's thor he's one of the avengers he felt like he was you know not getting the uh, number one on the call sheet top billing uh, in the film i don't think that's the case at all here i think that he was just scared having to do comedy which was a little outside of his wheelhouse and when he met with paul feig you know he said look we got you we're going to take care of you we're going to make this this all work out well and the result of that was look at Thor Ragnarok and in, uh, in, in Avengers Endgame, uh, the comedic turn that Thor takes uh, in that particular movie too. So um, it, it ended up growing Chris Hemsworth as an actor um, and and he's he's glad that it happened. Uh, so I, I don't know. I thought this was a really good... I think we're going to get a lot of these little nuggets uh, with the more distance that we get on the film, which I think that's yeah. actually going to come up in this Reels discussion too, Chris, because yeah. there there was some, some great sort of... Uh, analysis dissection of of the the 2016 movie in that but yeah i i thought i mean outside of the the usual fervor that this uh like look even chris hemsworth wanted to quit the movie like th- that stuff we just set aside um and kind of and uh, just take a look at what this was like this was somebody who hadn't done something and he was a little scared about it and he went out and did it and he's one of the, he to me he's one of the best parts of the movie i yes. i love hemsworth in that so I, I i like that at one point it by the end of it he he even pondered he didn't get all the hate for the 2016 movie and, and as i put it uh <laughs> deluge of fanboys dust off two-year-old script to try to explain it to him on other people's websites um <laughs> god yeah. anyways it was anyway. pretty good. What I liked is that it it's uh, if we you know if you're looking for things to credit to ATC, uh, yeah, I mean he Hemsworth got to um, spread his wings so to speak because he outright c- uh, credits it with his ability to kind of turn Thor a little goofy in uh, in su- the subsequent uh, Marvel movies. So. Yeah, it got him comfortable with with basically making a fool out of himself being ridiculous. He doesn't have to be uh Cary Grant in every movie, you know? Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, so I love that. But, um, so, okay, let's do this, Chris. We are, we're probably going to run a little long, but I do want to give us tons of time here to talk about the, the real special, which you and I, uh, watched. So, so sure. let's dive into it now. Um, so the reels channel, which is, um, <coughs> think it's an nbc universal run i mean it makes sense because the host is from the today show um but yeah <laughs> and, so, and and all the old uh, clips and interviews came from yeah, the today it's, show it's gene shallot and al <laughs> roker and yeah so on and so forth but so um for those of you who are not familiar because you may be listening to this uh and not know what happened this past weekend uh, reels aired ghostbusters uh behind closed doors which is one of their this one was actually pretty meaty it's an hour and a half 
yeah um of programming which was actually really surprising too because usually these are about a half hour they're like 22 minute shows um, no they they went deep on this one they, they really did and it's kind of nice now at the same time they do pad things a little bit they have some stuff that was really nice uh to go into the history of dan Aykroyd and, and snl and harold ramus and, and sctv <laughs> yeah. and i do like that they also kind of uh framed it so that heading into every break was and while the movie production had started, there was a dark cloud on the horizon, and then they sh- show the clip of the cloud over the, the, the you know, just, and then they come back, they repeat the the last fifteen seconds that they had heading into the break. It, just that old, you know, the the it's very Entertainment Weekly or it, not Entertainment, yeah, entertainment Tonight. Mean, Do you know what is, I mean? Like that that evening entertainment magazine. And and down to the fact that it looks like they didn't pay for any of the feature clip licensing, so it's photos. It's mainly just photos behind the scenes stuff from the EPK that you've seen before. Although there are yeah. a couple things that I don't think I've seen, which might be on the the new Steelbook uh, Blu-ray. But yeah. Um, so I don't, let, maybe do you just want to break it down? What stood out to you, Chris? I mean, I have a few notes <clears throat> that I jotted down, like, um, in Ivan Reitman's interview, he's in the ghost core offices and there's a really awesome Ectomobile behind him that I don't think is the Blitzway Ecto. I think it might actually be like, maybe that's the Eagle Moss Ecto I that's built that's out. I think that's the Eagle Moss one. Cause it's sitting on top of, uh, this big case. Um, that I've seen somewhere. I think it might have been other photos of the Eagle Moss that came out. But yeah. um, so I mean, there's little things like that. But then there's bigger picture things like you know uh, some of the interviews that they had. They had some great interviews, archival interviews. They had that tour with um, Bill Murray where he goes to 55 Central Park West with Al Roker. Uh, yeah, which was a lot of fun. There's all credit to Alex Newborn. Uh, Newborn. Um, He's got a, oh, what does he call his channel on YouTube? Something the 80s or something in the, ah, oh God. I'm sorry, Born Alex. Born in the 80s? I know, if you just search for Alex Newborn on, on YouTube, he You'll comes find up. it. Yeah. He, he's been steeping in this. Let's put it this way. He was interviewed after Ghostbusters 2 for local television. Like, he's been percolating in this for a while and has the videotape to go with it. And he's been cataloging it all in these video mixtapes of clips of interviews and all that uh if you search for like ghostbusters interview or whatever you'll you'll find them because most of the ones up there it's his he's got copies of all this stuff but there's a couple up there i don't even think he has and has put up do you know what i mean like it's like it was from it's the production company that you know can access the today show it's like they went into their archives and pulled stuff out yeah like to throw up the Gene Shalit one, I vaguely remember maybe seeing clips of. <laughs> Not one, two Gene Shalit Shallot ones, because yeah. there's a face-to-face with Gene Shalit, and then there's like a talking heads, like uh, two different locations, uh, Gene Shalit and Dan Aykroyd. Um, I was trying to describe it when it came, A, this came out of the blue. Like it literally just somebody went, what is this? Cause yeah. well, they and just we do barely... have to say, we have to thank reels for sending us an advance a screener of this too. Cause it came yes. out of the blue and, and that's how, uh, that's how I caught wind of it. You said, Hey, did you just get this, this thing? And I was like, what? Huh? what? It's, it's, they were so accommodating too. Like it was so awesome. I've never had an experience where I reach out and say, do you have a, like a, a preview I could have a look at? They got back to me in a couple of hours. I, yeah. I watched it that night. Like it was just, it came together so quick. I can tell they really wanted to do well. Um, <clears throat> they got it set up for like 
uh, a premiere that's just passed, uh, one repeat, and there's two more repeats coming up. Uh, Ghostbuster, uh, Ghostbusters Day, Ghostbusters Fan Fest uh, weekend. Um, but what I tried to describe it to people as was this is enough stuff that even hardcore fans are going to be looking at a couple things going, I don't know if I've seen that before. Do you know? Like there's little bits and for uh, younger fans or newer fans or whatever, it's a fantastic primer. Like yeah. It goes, it's like a great cliff's notes of, <laughs> of everything. Cause it starts pre movie. It starts with the guys and getting their careers rolling on SNL and how they kind of started to meet and overlap and collaborate and then how it all led into Ghostbusters. Then they cover Ghostbusters. Then they cover Ghostbusters 2. Uh, then I believe they cover Ray Parker Jr., if I recall correctly. Yeah, and there's then like a Ray Parker Jr. Second, and then like the last 20 minutes. Because Ghostbusters 2 is kind of lumped into the last like 20 minutes of like, and then there was a sequel. A and, sequel. Yeah. And then they, uh, yeah, and then they cover uh, Answer the Call. Uh, so really the only thing missing, is, oh, and then they talk briefly about, you know, there's a new one coming with Jason Reitman. So Yeah, and they mentioned the animated <coughs> movie too, which I thought was interesting. And an animated movie has been announced. I was like, yeah, yeah it was announced a while ago. A What's while ago, but uh, that, the but... only thing, you could tell that they saw that as a really natural track and didn't, they mention merch and I think in there they show off some RGB and all that, but they kind of left that as they kind of left the animation off to the side, not to kind of weigh things down. And they have this really nice track with the the movies. Um, and they spend a good like twenty minute segment, which I actually really appreciated on on this being a quintessential New York movie. And everybody yes. talks about how it made landmarks out of Tavern on the Green and Fifty Five Central Park West and the Firehouse in Tribeca and um, yeah. and, and that's actually where one of the Al Roker, that's where the Bill Murray uh, clip comes in, which is a lot of fun too. It is fun watching Bill at several points in and around like that one with Al Roker was after, well after the second movie came out. It was like 2004, 2001. I can't remember what the date, cause they do date stamp the archival, uh, clips too, which and is he nice. was, he was out there, not talking in studio and out with Al Roker about Ghostbusters. Uh, that's the other thing I realized is it, he was described as a Ghostbusters fan with answer the call, like the, 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 the behind the scenes where he got to go to the filming and right, shoot some right. stuff. And they talked about a cameo and all that. You watch this thing and you're like, Oh no, he's a real super fan. Uh, so a, uh, you know, e up R. L. Roker because holy cow, that guy is that guy's uh, he, hardcore. He, he's hardcore, and he comes off like a hero in this whole thing because especially that tail end where they talk about answer the call and the legacy yeah. of the films, and he he gives some of the best analysis of certain things that I think yeah. I've heard, and and he even says, and I'm paraphrasing, but when he looks back on answer the call, he thinks that that it will stand the test of time, and the history books will look back on it. Uh, yeah, in a more it'll favorable find place. light. Um, you know, uh, I, all really I want, nice, really great stuff. All I want to do is get him and Max together now. GB Max from Ghostbusters Italia. Because <laughs> <laughs> Al Roker is now on the list, like in my head, as a, like a, a top five Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, and just have um, a love fest between them. Yeah, And, and two, that old footage, I forgot uh, how big of a guy Al Roker was before he, he uh, yeah. you know, started making some health yeah. changes. So Al doesn't listen to this, but uh, a round of applause. 
Well that done, man. Looks, man. That, yeah. Well done. That man looks. That man looks. That man looks good. Like he made some big changes, and it's like you just over time you kind of forget it, right? Like you you see him now, and you kind of that's the norm, and then you see him back walking the streets with uh, Bill Murray, and you're like, oh yeah, he was uh, he was a big guy. So. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. Really... That's got nothing to do with Ghostbusters, uh, no. but I, I like. I like if, let's put it this way: if I want to put a Ghostbusters spin on it, I'm glad he's made changes, so he'll be around for years to come, enjoying Ghostbusters with us. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll see the 2020 movie and beyond. Yeah. Um, I also like to pretend. Uh, I like. What's the phrase the kids use? Head cannon. Head cannon in my head is that uh, they didn't bother talking about the toys much because uh, the toys that made us. <laughs> A series on Netflix is they'll cover it. <laughs> they at got some that point. covered. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of there was. See, the trick was is you watch enough interviews with people, it all blurs together, and sometimes like it has to be a real shocking fact to stand out, and you go, "But what?" Uh, um, yeah. Well, there were new interviews with Ivan and Dan and William yeah. Atherton, William Atherton, Steve Johnson, uh, Joe Medjuk, and Joe, Joe Medjuk had the the real corker I'd never heard before, or if I had, I've completely forgotten the infamous shot at uh, 30 rock, uh, where they were getting ready to shoot. And somebody came up and said, you can't shoot here. You don't have a permit. And Ivan Reitman pointed at him at Joe and said, I I'm not in charge. Go talk to him. <laughs> and he goes over to Joe Medjuk and tears into him. You're allowed to shoot here. And, and Joe Medjuk just look over, looks over his shoulder at Ivan puts his hand out of the guy's view and just starts doing the roll it motion <laughs> and then literally distracted security while they shot that. And then he laughed because he looked over, they started the scene and the three, it's the shot of the three guys running through the plaza and they got another security guard chasing them yeah, down. So, yeah. And speaking uh, of Alex Newborn, he's done a wonderful analysis of where you can actually see that security guard. Yes. Um, in, in the movie and in uh, trailers, in the trailer, different, slightly different, yeah. uh, cuts of it and all that uh you um, can now i've been looking for that guy for years and you don't they say like oh he's in that shot in the movie he's not in that shot in the movie you got to go look at the yeah at the yeah. trailer to find him but he's there um there was a weird the one thing that kind of stood out to me it, ivan i think there's some revisionist history with the john candy uh story that's been going on yeah uh, maybe to kind of shed things in a more positive light uh but I noticed that in a couple of places. Like I noticed that the onion head is is John Belushi is now turned into it was always going to be that way. Whereas before it was a lot looser. Like it was during production that somebody kind of made a crack about it and it got adopted that way. It slowly turned Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of those places where it wasn't what, the way things used to be, but now it's the legend is starting to form, so to speak. Well, um, and there are things, I mean, it's 35 years later, there are things that have become the urban legend, which, yeah. um, you know, we we were corrected on something on that uh, 35th anniversary steelbook by uh, Eric Reich, uh, something that we were to understand was a yeah. fact, 100% true that happened on the set. And then Eric said, guys, uh, uh, no, actually... Um, so, so, I mean, I think that is, I mean, that's natural with anything. I can't remember what I did two weeks ago, let alone what I did, uh, you know, 20 years ago. So it makes sense. But, yeah. uh, um, so the, there were a few moments like that. One of the dumbest things about watching this, and I mean that, you know how comedians lovingly call one another idiots? Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it sounds mean if you don't know what's going on, but they mean it out of love. 
one of the I mean I say the word dumbest with in the best possible sense. One of the dumbest things about this documentary is they get to a bit and they have a really great bit where they talk to um Brian uh oh, I should have made some notes. Uh but the Slimer performer and uh Jim Fry. Jim Fry? No. Was Jim Fry in Stay Puffed? No. Uh, no, no, he no. was in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, Jim Fry was Ghostbusters 2. It was Mark, um, Brian Wilson, yes, and who was Dave Puffed? Oh, boy. I'm sorry, They're both guys. In there. It's late. They, yeah. they don't just name drop them. They interviewed them. They got to talk about it a bit. So in, there's, a, there's something about this where it's not going to clash with cleaning up the town, but it gives you a taste of how it's going to nicely... Yeah, it kind of gives you it gives you like the yeah. sort because they have like like um uh John uh, John Bruno is in there and he kind of gives a little bit of a primer on the special effects but they don't really get into the nitty gritty no. which cleaning up the town uh, will um but again to give you some idea of how they structured this thing they realized that outside of the actors Slimer and Stay Puft are these two big visual icons from the movie and they spent time on them. They spent yeah, five, ten minutes yeah. on them. But what the dumbest thing about this thing, I'll get, I'm getting there. Hang in there. Okay. The dumbest thing about it is they're talking about the reveal, which has been talked about a million times where you just see a bit of Stay Puft's head between buildings at first. Yeah. And they're talking about that. They're talking about that reveal with the, the people who worked on it. And then they cut to that little bit of a clip and they freeze it there. At which point I realized that in the bottom right of the model building in the foreground, there's a pool table. <laughs> they put a pool table <laughs> in the model <laughs> that I've never noticed. Yeah. Thanks, freeze frame. Uh, Thanks, freeze frame. I had to watch a freeze frame. <laughs> I had to live long enough to get to the HD big flat screen on my wall era so that I could watch a oh, television documentary that freezes the shot. And I go, what? Yeah, Anyways. I mean, there were a few things like that where I freeze it and I was like, wait, what was the-? There was one shot that it's in the EPK, like, um, archival B-roll that they have of, um, fire station 23, yeah, and it's like an exterior shot, and you see the ecto parked out in front of it, and it kind of pans from the ecto to the to fire station twenty three in L A. And I'm like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that behind the scenes shot anywhere. No, um, there's a, there's I, a few of those in there. I probably watched it like two, I don't know ten times. I'm like, that's cool. I like that. It also shows how much that area has changed because that fire hall is now encompassed by buildings, right? It's yeah, got them on either side. Yeah, a huge parking lot to the right, and yeah, exactly. Whereas in that but, photo, when they film there, it's empty. Like, there's an empty lot next to it and a, and a single-story uh, shop next to it. Like, it's just, it's... Um, it's impressive, and then yeah, they cool. even. And I hope that I hope that that's the stuff that's on the the steel book. Not not having seen that as we record this, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, and then they even get to the end when it came to answer the call. They talked a little bit about you know the fan. Um, they used it. At the they kind of wrapped up the ATC in the fact that there's a growing fandom as well because they were about to yeah. roll into Reitman's new movie as well, uh, where we actually show up. Right? <laughs> is that is that where we are? I think that's where we were. Uh, Chris from uh, Cudworth. Yeah, the New York uh, Ghostbusters. From the New York Ghostbusters, yeah. he yeah. actually got interviewed again. A uh, uh, good indication that this is uh, heavily Today Show. <laughs> linked is that they're obviously doing it in New York. In New York. Got, yeah. They got him to talk about it. Uh, and then 
if you're in a franchise, you got to watch this thing because they ran so many shots of different franchises. Uh, I, I, I don't think we all made it in, but there's a lot of different groups from all over the place. And then, yeah, they had uh, photos from um, the Answer the Call uh, trailer uh, event that they did at the Sony lot. And uh, uh, Arizona, Ghostbusters get uh, way too much screen time. Sorry, Jeff. But uh, <laughs> they're front and center. And then I'm like, I thought we were pretty... And then sure enough, my big dumb head is just there between two other people's heads in the background. And I, and I look over, and sure enough, there's a little bit of Troy. Yeah, there's our, our, yeah we're kind of peeking out around the corner. <laughs> I seem to recall... We're looking away, and I seem to recall that it was a moment where you and I, everybody else was getting their picture taken, and you and I realized that Ivan Reitman had slipped into the back. <laughs> We, uh, I remember you and I yeah. talking about it and looking around. <laughs> oh, oh, and Paul Feig. Paul Feig came in and sat down yeah. uh, that direction as well. So you and I both, they caught the moment where you and I were not paying attention to anything and looked over at Ivan Reitman and Paul Feig. Backwards. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, there's there's some good fan service. I mean, uh, Violet Ramis Steele is wearing one of the GB fans uh, Spangler tr- uh, tribute uh, pins, one of the which pins. is nice. Yeah. Um, uh, like you said, the, uh, the New York Ghostbusters get some love. They ran um, uh, a lot of photos from her book, and then they gave it, gave it a good name drop in there. Uh, yeah. So oh, that was good. However, okay, if I have one <clears throat> gripe, this is sure. this is just me from a production background. So this thing is just like wall-to-wall cheesy library music, and, <laughs> and they've got this wonderful, very sentimental uh, tribute to Harold when he passes, and, and they kind of, they set it up by saying, like, look, we had ideas for Ghostbusters 3, and we kept putting it off because Harold got sick, and he just got sicker and sicker and sicker, and that's kind of what they get into with, with Harold's passing. Yeah. Um, and, and then they just have this music underneath that I'm like, oh, guys, this is, this is such a, te- it's a tear-jerking moment, and they have this weird... Uh, they they paid the least amount of money for whatever yeah. that music cue is. <laughs> but, um, that, uh, like if, again, it kind of goes to it being that Entertainment Weekly like news packagey like uh, not inter- uh, Entertainment Tonight like they have that music under everything constantly. So when you get to a big emotional moment like that, uh, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. But, yeah, but there's great photos <laughs> from the book in there and. Uh, and Violet, uh, as always, is wonderful and, and very emotional about things uh, and talking about it, too. So, uh, Hopefully everybody listening gets a point where they can see this, because mm-hmm. what I'd really like is for people to you know drop us a line or call in or whatever and let us know what surprised you in it. Yeah. Um, a, partially to jog our memory, because there was a lot. Like you said, that was... That was a, an hour and a half. Uh, it was it was it was designed to run for two hours uh, in their time slot there, which is um, crazy because the ones that I've watched on the Reels channel, like they did a really good one for Caddyshack and a really bad one for Vacation. Yeah. Um, but they're usually just a half hour, and they're usually very kind of. Uh, it just sort of feels like filler. Like they they fill the time with like whatever EPK stuff they can find. And it ends up, it, it plays yeah. a lot like the, the DVD bonus features that came out like in the early nineties, you know, where it was like, we all I, had such yeah. a great time. It was so cool. I love this movie. And then you're done. I have no proof of this, but I have a sneaking suspicion. It, it honestly feels like if I want to conspiracy theory, this, that Al Roker may have, poured a bit of energy into this do you know what i mean like Uh, that's probably that's probably pretty accurate i mean knowing all of the people they got a lot of people involved um, yeah and he probably had had to pull those strings 
they had a couple of uh, entertainment blogger author guys. I can't remember their names right now, but they kind of filled in the blanks of people that could speak to kind of broader historical points about the makings of the movie. I think was Peter Bart one of the people, the old variety writer? There was somebody like that. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of time talking directly with Al Roker. And again, like you say, they're usually kind of short and not that in-depth. This one got put together somewhere there was a producer that – knew you know what i mean like let's they knew they knew what the 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 story was behind the franchise and kind of got it all together and and like i said i'm part of me wonders if al roker you know i i to be honest i gotta go back i I only thought of it afterwards yeah and now i kind of gotta go back and read because i would not be surprised if we watched the end credits and like al roker's got like an executive producer like an ep on it or something yeah Uh, and and basically that's kind of what it was they were putting this together and he caught wind (laughs) because how wouldn't he because they were obviously gonna dip in they may even approached him and said hi we saw you in this old interview footage you got something to say Yes, I'm driving now. Move. Um, uh, but yeah, it's if I had to, I I give it a thumbs up. It is worth watching uh, for any fan of any uh, age or uh, uh, reading level. Uh, you know, no matter how much studying you've done or how long you've been a fan, there, there's it's it's a good watch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun reminder for those of us who've been around for a while, and it's a great primer for those of you who haven't. Um, and yeah, it kind of feels somewheres between a five minute entertainment tonight segment and something like we'd get in cleaning up the town, which is a full blown documentary. Like it falls yeah. somewheres tone wise in between the two and, uh, it just falls short of being cheesy. It's actually really kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth a watch. And so, uh, it airs again on Sunday, the eighth, as you listen to this, um, and the reels channel, they, they re-air stuff uh, constantly. So if you do subscribe to the reels channel, check it out. Um, or if you go to, um, I believe it's reels with a Z channel.com, uh, you can, they will probably post the episode for people to, to watch up there at some point. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah hi- highly recommend it. Um, and, uh, even, even if you're rolling your eyes at stuff that you feel like everybody knows or should know, uh, there, there should be something in there Don't for Don't wait you. another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. You do? And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Once again, our call in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Well, Chris, as we sign off this evening, um, I, I will be go able. Pack. To, I was going to say you need to go pack. I'm going to be able to see you in, in a few uh, short days here, and I know. we're going to be hanging out again. And um, 
I'm, I, mean, gonna... I, I, I feel bad. I listened back to last week's episode and I'm like, God, I sound so pessimistic. And part of that was I just had a bad week. But yeah, <laughs> um, you know, yeah, what? I wasn't in a great mood either. I, I was kind of I listened back to it, too. And I liked that you were like you were grilling me on. Uh, why aren't you excited? Why? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, I'll tell you, actually, if anybody gives a crap, I'll give you a report. The butterflies have started to show up. Every oh, once in a while, I, I stop and think about it, and I suddenly go, oh, man, that's a week away. Now, admittedly, part of it is, oh, my God, I got so much stuff to get nailed down for work before I can walk away and relax for a few days. Um, <laughs> but the other part of it is, yeah, like when the uh, Wizard World, I know we've given them a hard time here and there. Uh, we will continue to do so, because I have a sneaking suspicion in talking to a few other people in the community. Uh, we will all have a postmortem. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> of what oh, we liked sure. and didn't like. I'm sure, um, yeah. And we have given them a hard time, but, uh, you know, a, a round of applause because, yeah, they didn't form letter us or anything. The minute she said, the the rep that, it, it was the same rep that was handling everybody. So it seems like all the stuff for Wizard World Ghostbusters was uh, going through one customer through service one rep. One customer service person, yeah. Which just makes sense. And they didn't form letter back. It, it seems like she she literally called us by name and he, like I said I've seen screenshots I've seen my email and I've seen three other people's emails because they either posted them or sent me a screenshot of them yeah she sent uh, she sent a short note to everybody I mean it's two or three paragraphs that's not inconsiderable that's but that's good they're of, taking the time as opposed to just copy paste yes copy paste and yeah. each one was kind of tailored to respond to people saying yeah I finally heard back for sure officially and this is what's what and all this and um, yeah much to their credit uh, I'm Still sorely disappointed that uh, I'm not going to get to meet Frank Welker, but I'm now I am now officially. It, it's it's not a slam on Morris Lamarche or Dave Coulier. They're great guys, and actually, it's kind of cool to meet them. It's just that I've met Morris Lamarche before, and Dave Coulier. You know, I'm not the age group that you know watched Family Ties or, or not Family Ties. Uh, uh, full house, growing yeah. ties, growing ties, full, <laughs> full pains. What, what was the? Sh- oh God, those are the, those are the movies in the. Uh, what's that John Ritter? Uh, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Those are the oh God, those are the I alternate universe versions of those. <laughs> those. Uh, um, anyways, they. It it just it was a too big of a disappointment, and they it was. They just didn't kind of compensate on their own. Like they're great guys, and I would have enjoyed meeting them. But it was just Frank was kind of the 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 the, the star I wanted to go see. Now that it's you know they're they're going to be adding people back in, and I get to, you know a photo with them. Now I'm just excited. I'm like, great! I'm just going to go enjoy, you know, getting to meet uh, uh, Mo again and shake hands with Dave uh, Coulier because you know, frankly, I am familiar with him and. He did voice one of my favorite cartoons for the longest time and all that. And they'll be... So, it's... Um, that was one of the times, like, when the email came in and I got excited, realizing, oh, this is actually... This is actually kind of shaping back up again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, so yeah. So, uh, tune in. Um, to, again, like you said, tune into our social media um, platforms because we'll be doing as many updates as we can and posting photos and yep. uh, and and whatever news may be coming out of FanFest. Of course, you know it will break uh, on all of the sites, but we'll we'll do our best <laughs> to keep boosting that that signal. We uh, we should have sorted this out uh, off air first, but uh, as an LA person, uh, what what do you think a good time for the uh, Biltmore Coffee Clutch? 
uh, that's a good question. I mean, <laughs> the funny thing is, if we're all going to be at the Globe Theater, I would say right after the Globe Theater because we're right there. Like, let's we're just right there. Walk a couple blocks to the Biltmore. Should we um, change it then? Because there were people genuinely interested in coming to the Coffee Clutch, and we were talking Sunday morning. But part of me is also going, it's hard to schedule that when some people might be scheduling Disneyland because no matter how early we make it, Disneyland opens at 8, and that's kind of when people want to yeah, yeah, get exactly. there. So. I, I think so. Maybe what we'll do is we'll uh, – because let's, let's be honest, uh, put, putting my ego firmly in check. You guys are coming here to see people like Dan Aykroyd and, and Ivan yeah. Reitman, and you're not coming to hang out with us, but – but we'll put together some sort of an informal thing, and then we'll we'll um, we'll we'll trickle that out through social media. Social like, hey, media, you know, yeah. f- uh, Friday night after the screening, let's all walk to the Biltmore, um, <laughs> or if it's like one o'clock in the morning, like J.K. coffee on Sunday. We'll we'll figure something <laughs> out to to get everybody. I mean, because there's a, there's also the possibility that maybe when that pr- programming schedule comes out, there's going to be a lot of downtime on Saturday. Heaven yeah. forbid. Mm. So you know, maybe we could all go to the coffee being uh there on the on the sony lot and we'll all have our coffee clutch uh at whatever yeah, that one uh, yeah 11 or noon uh, <laughs> on saturday before get, get everybody nice and caffeinated properly before they get uh, underway but uh as mentioned before we i will have some proton charging patches you and i will both have some cross rip uh patches uh uh yeah show up we uh, we'll uh you got your own we'll do a little horse trading uh if you don't but uh you come by and uh, don't hug Troy and guess my temperature correctly. Uh, <laughs> I'm very Tony Stark. I don't like to be handed things. Um. <laughs> but uh, we do want to meet up with you one way or another. Um, also, ear to the ground, too, because it sounds like there's a lot of informal um, dinner gatherings. I know Yes Have Some's putting one together, and I have absolutely no issue with... Uh, showing up at theirs and just hanging out and chatting with people too. Um, yeah, yeah. And especially again, not knowing, not knowing the schedule of events, we don't want to end up, uh, yeah. scrambling at the last minute by scheduling something. And then, you know, uh, Ray Parker Jr. is making, uh, a pancake breakfast for everybody on Sunday. And we had no idea. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Uh, don't we feel yeah. foolish? Uh, he's going to be rocking out to, well, that's the other thing. There's also the, <sighs> The super secret double probation uh, after party that they got to fill us in on as well, uh, which means everything's done at eight. Uh, but it sounds like they're going to run into the evening one way or another. So but, uh, they're going to get. So all I'm picturing are the Steve Martin concerts where like somebody's going to be up on stage and say, "Okay, everybody, single file. We're all going. All two thousand of us. We're going for cookies. Are going for yeah, cookies and milk. Like I don't know what we're going to do, but." Um, so just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, the, the one thing that I did take from the yes, have some interview was like, yeah, just be prepared to, to wing it. <laughs> just, yeah. Just embrace it because it is what it is. Uh, yeah. So, so there it is. Um, I didn't really give you final thoughts, but I feel like we kind of just shared a final thought. The there. final thought is entirely all about fan fest right now. There's, there's yeah. no, there's no, I'm not really interested in kind of shaping it up into any real thesis other than oh my god it's coming up fast it's, and yeah, it's uh, happening i have a whole bunch of business related people that are not getting back to me fast enough that i just gotta i'm going to hassle up until wednesday and then i officially go uh work's just gonna have to run on its Bye. own until at least tuesday next week because <laughs> yeah. i'm gone yeah 
uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that's, I, I'm kind of looking at this as like, man, this is, this is the kickoff celebration of what's going to be a pretty rockin' 2020. Um, yeah. so, you know, th- to me, even if this isn't like the end all be all celebration, like blow my mind experience, um, this is kind of just like the kickoff party. It's not like the, the galaxy's edge party that is happening a stone's throw from me right now. They're yeah. really doing it upright. Like the, the Disney folks, they, they know how to open up a theme park, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but that's, that's not what this is. This is something totally different. <clears throat> it's totally different. Uh, we'll get into it more, but I, I begin to see some of the agreements we made coming into play. I had somebody say some friends of mine in the effects industry, have friends who are working on Ghostbusters and they told me some stuff or they told them some stuff who told me some stuff. And I'm like, that's awesome. Tell, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, they just said, no, I won't. Uh, it's just uh, comforting. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll go with. So actually, if people have that, if you have a hot tip, phrase it in vague terms. <laughs> yes, please. Don't spoil it. Don't even blind item it. Like blind item is so-and-so meets up with a certain, you know, dead eater. Like, no, no, don't, don't even do that. Just say, we get to see two old friends. I'm like, that warms my heart. I have no idea what that means, but I'm but looking forward you. to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right, well. Actually, uh, no, I got one final thought. Uh, and okay. that's that uh, Jason Reitman posted a picture at Instagram again. Uh, of his muddy uh, uh, work slash hiking boots. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that he's uh, location scouting. I yeah, think is how he captioned it. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing to glean from that other than uh, that's countryside. That's stomping around, you know, the foothills or uh, outlying small towns. Uh, so yeah, I, I think for all the big city of the first three movies, I think this one's going to have a little bit of. Uh, you know, a, a, a home and hearth, you know, family roots sort of thing going to it. I like it. Yeah, which That's is, and hopefully thought. we hopefully walk away from FanFest with uh, a few more of those 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 details. I think yeah. a lot of people have been asking about that too. Like, what do you, you think we'll get something out of Jason's? Like, there's no way he's coming to this and he's not going to feed us something. So, yeah, here's a photo, here's a something. Or, here's a yeah. something. Like, it's, uh, as they said, he's said they're very careful about how they're going to roll out information. This is just too good of an opportunity to officially roll out something. There's got yeah. there's no way that this is not factored into their plans of giving us a little bit of something. So I don't know what it'll be, but uh yeah, it'll yeah, well, be Cut cut to our show next week where we're like, oh my God, here's oh my what God. it was. Don't even cut to the show. <laughs> cut to us live tweeting going, we said we weren't going to say anything, but oh my God. <laughs> That's <laughs> totally true. Uh, well, Egon's until... a clone. <laughs> no, you. Egon's no. a robot. Don't. Don't. No. Egon's no, a robot no. clone. Egon's a T-1000 over a T-800 uh, oh endoskeleton. All right, I'm, I'm stopping you before this continues any further. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you at FanFest. Here we go. It's happening.
Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs.